Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. American Party, that's the name of the show, right? Food Plant Fires is the name of the episode. Um, <clears throat> this is weird. A lot of weird shit has happened over the last couple of years. Some, like we like to talk about in Hanlon's Razor here, that you don't need to imply malice when incompetence will suffice. Mm-hmm. But there's a level of incompetence in certain areas, like uh, the Afghanistan pullout and other stuff like that, <clears throat> that are so egregious, it's hard to imagine an individual or especially a committee of people for decisions like that to go through that came up with the answer they did and how damaging it's been. This food plant fire thing is really weird. I mean, the the World Economic Forum is always talking about You'll own nothing and be happy, so you'll be a renter forever. You won't own any of your shit. You'll be renting stuff back from corporations in the state. Uh, And the second extremely – well, the third extremely weird thing, the second extremely weird thing is the social credit score, and the third extremely weird thing is that you're going to eat bugs. Yeah, the eating bugs part – People have been doing that for God knows how long at this point, and people still do that all across the world. So, I mean, that could just be a, a good source of protein in the future once, you know, all the farmland is owned mm. by the ultra-wealthy. By Bill Gates, yeah. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you have to know that this is the same setup that uh, feudalist England had, right? Like, the king's deer is mm-hmm. a phrase that people used. And... <clears throat> The implication was that deer was for the king to eat and nobody else, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you got caught killing a deer, you would be executed for it. Which is a pretty harsh punishment for poaching. Yeah, I mean, they do it in uh, Zimbabwe, but they're poaching things to extinction, which is that's (laughs) a subtle difference, I believe, hunting ivory and hunting meat, but... um, Yeah, this is the same kind of situation. Like, we're in a new age of digital feudalism where uh, the public square uh, uh, in the form of social media is is captured. And uh, as you saw in Canada, people who donated more than $20 or more to the trucker convoy had their bank accounts frozen and shit like that. Like, that's where we're going with all this. Yeah, and if if some... 
form of social credit gets implemented, it's just going to get worse, especially with the the popularity of self-driving cars and things like that uh, just continually growing. It'll eventually get to the point where you you tweet the wrong thing and your car gets shut down. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there was that story in the news two days ago where uh, the Russians stole a bunch of farm equipment and John Deere shut it off remotely. And everyone's like, oh, that's great. Anytime you hear about something out of the ordinary, any kind of power somebody might have or authority somebody might have, imagine it in the hands of your worst enemy and then decide if it should exist or not. It's always going to get abused. Yeah. No matter what, any form of power, it's, it's eventually going to get abused by somebody. Yeah. Well, read us into the intro on this one because this one is particularly interesting to me. Um, Jared Taylor has talked quite a bit about this over the years about how much of our chicken and beef comes from Brazil mm-hmm. and uh, especially chicken. <clears throat> um, and how, what, what kind of situation that puts us in. It's almost like a, a parallel to surrendering our energy independence over the last two years and the predicament that's put us in as well. Like there, we shouldn't be depending on any other country for food or fuel. That's really stupid. Yeah, it puts everything at risk for us. I mean, yeah. It puts us in a weak position that is going to be very, very hard to get out of. But it is something that I believe that the uh, certainly the, the members of the U.S. government who are members of uh, the World Economic Forum or believers in this globalist nonsense, they definitely want that. And, and one of the only ways to really accomplish it is to sabotage America's ability to do that for themselves. They do it in a couple of ways. One is moralizing against it, like the whole vegetarian, vegan nonsense, which, by the way, kills tons of animals, like a lot. I think it's got a uh, veganism and vegetarianism. The the whole process for that has a larger carbon footprint than eating meat also. Yeah. It takes up more farmland to produce that much. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the whole premise is ridiculous. But, you know. If you can convince somebody that something is unethical, then they'll avoid it just to not face social scrutiny for being part of that unethical group. Yeah. The other way to do it is literal sabotage, and that's what we have here. In the last year, a series of fires have broken out at food processing plants across the country. At least five major food processors in the U.S. have burned down in the last six months, and in one case, a plane crashed into a processing plant in Idaho. Recently, a Purdue Farms facility caught fire in Chesapeake, Virginia on April 30th of this year, forcing employees to evacuate. Yeah, that was four days ago. That was what, Friday? Uh, Saturday. <laughs> That's funny. So this, this, this article came out. Uh, there were some fires in 18 and 19 and 20, and, but 21 especially. There was a bunch of fires. And I thought all these, a lot of these food processing plants were shut down then. Right or shut down for some part of 2020 because they had outbreaks in some of them and all this other bullshit. <clears throat> so this article detailing all this stuff gets released last, what, like Monday or some shit? Yeah. Sometime yeah. last week, and then by Saturday that week, another one burned down. Yeah. So they, they don't give a fuck what you know, <laughs> or if you're onto them, they're just going to do whatever they want to do. The fire at the Purdue Farms facility broke out in a large soybean processing tank around 8.40 p.m. and took firefighters a little over an hour to contain. A surprising amount of these happened at 
soybean processing plants where they also uh, produce biofuel. Mm. According to the plant manager, the damage from the fire will have minimal impact on the facility's operations, and I, I think it's already back up and running. The cause of some of these fires is unknown, but at least 11 of them so far have been classified as accidental. Theories have been circulating online that the destruction of the processing plants is part of a larger plan to drive up the price of food, with figures such as WEF founder Klaus Schwab and Microsoft founder Bill Gates orchestrating the events. Food prices have already been on the rise due to supply chain issues and one of the highest periods of inflation in U.S. history. The strangely frequent fires at food processors has further increased the already growing cost of food, and the trend seems to be continuing. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) This is why... Uh, like I buy most of my meat on the internet, pretty much all of it actually. <clears throat> Is that because of the quality or the price? The quality. <clears throat> I buy a lot from uh, Mountain Primal in Colorado, uh, who's they're, they're buddies of ours, and I know where the meat comes from. And then I buy a lot from Iron Table Wagyu here in Texas. It's like an hour from here. And <clears throat> same thing. You know where the meat comes from. But the more critical point, I guess, is that uh, you have to find a way to, to separate your ability to sustain yourself, whether it's housing or... <clears throat> Uh, uh, like medical treatment or food, water, stuff like that outside of the sphere of what's controlled by the government because things are getting progressively worse. And it maybe it's because dystopian figures like Schwab and Bill Gates and these other assholes are doing something, or maybe it's just because... Uh, <clears throat> it, our system of government... No system of government scales indefinitely. I think it's probably a little bit of both. It seems like uh, there's a lot of stuff that just happens, but every time something does, one of these assholes takes advantage of it. So it's yeah, probably never, a little bit of both. Never let a good crisis go yeah. to waste is what, what a lot of them like to say. <clears throat> but either way, um, the result is effectively the same. Like you, After the fact, we can decide who to burn at the stake for it, but in the meantime, you got to eat. So... Mm-hmm really important that you figure out ways to get yourself fed and get your family fed and protected without, you know, these major corporations or government entities, because they're not going to be there for you when you need them. Yeah. I've been wondering if this is actually, there's certain, certain things that just seem to be natural laws in terms of society, like the Pareto distribution and the uh, what is it the the Strauss Howe yeah. uh, <clears throat> theory like where we just go through these repeating cycles it's like a hundred twenty year cycle yeah like I think Strauss Howe says I'm wondering if if getting back into feudalism is just another one of those unavoidable cycles where <clears throat> you get to a comfortable enough point people start uh, gaining all of this power and <clears throat> then ultimately you you just keep falling back into some right. form of feudalism. Well, I mean, technology and and technological progression in general is mostly about um, making life more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, <clears throat> you do surrender quite a few things when you allow other people to do work for you. Now, that's true in a small business. 
Um, like you're going to get a work product that isn't necessarily exactly what you wanted. So you find employees who get you pretty close and then train them to get you the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is the case with, um, <clears throat> well, take housing, for example. It used to be that you would homestead somewhere, maybe buy the land, maybe just stand on it. And you would use the stuff that's on the land to build yourself a house. And that was pretty much the end of it. Nobody came asking you for money after that. Now, <clears throat> large corporations build entire subdivisions. And between them and the mortgage company and the title company, they all set the rates and set the prices in a way that is pretty much non-negotiable if you want the house that you want, right? So <clears throat> for the convenience of not having to build your own house or not having to put hundreds of thousands of dollars up front, you let the government have, the government and these corporations have all of this control over you. And that's something that people just get used to over time. It's like that. It's how, how do you, <clears throat> how do you take over a country or how, how do you overthrow a country from one form of government to another and it's one step at a time basically it's just this it's just this it's just this and it's hard to know i think the strauss how thing the addendum to that should be trying to pinpoint like shaw's pathway methodology does for crime pinpoint where the breaking point is for people like what amount of people have to be pissed off and how much about what before they'll say fuck this shit like we saw in virginia where people's kids were getting taught fucked up shit and they're like, no, we're not doing this. Uh, and it's cascaded throughout like more. The only thing I think that matters more than that right now is inflation, which is also really bad, but they, the left has lost most of their support over the last uh, year, especially for, cause every time some new textbook or, or uh, like uh, executive order from a governor or some stupid shit like that or, or comments from a teacher or comments from uh, the Department of Education come out about critical race theory or having sexually charged conversations with kids, they get fucking hammered and lose ground every single time. So that's one that's definitely pissing people off, but it doesn't seem like the convenience thing. Like you can take a lot of people's money before they get pissed off. But it is true that every great civilization in, in human history was designed by hard bastards who got pissed off that some dick was trying to tax them too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's pretty much when you're trying to make your own way and the government takes a bunch of your shit to give to a king or to give to their buddies or to give to lazy people or whatever it is, that usually is what fucking pisses people off enough to start some real shit. <clears throat> now we're seeing that this is something that goes hand in hand with it though. And that's rationing provisions. And I think you have to create the crisis before you can take advantage of it. I don't know that an, a natural food crisis wasn't going to happen anytime soon. Like it was, it would probably have been 20 or 30 years from now when the population is more like a 10 to 11 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we would start to see some of that stuff in the West and 
that's that's too long of a timetable for these guys. So it's like they try to gently nudge you in one direction or another. This one, it seems like they've telegraphed, though. So let's – there have been a bunch – I don't know how many you cataloged here, but there have been like 20 fires in major food processing plants over the last two years. Yeah, I think on here we've got about 18 uh, – actually more than 18 – so the first one, these are prior fires that happened earlier, and I kind of separated these out because they seemed less suspicious than mm-hmm. the ones that have been happening recently. On January 3rd of 2020, a large fire destroyed part of a poultry farm in Michigan. The farm, owned by Konos Van Boont Eggs, caught on fire sometime around 11 a.m., and multiple fire departments had to be called to get the blaze under control. Fire crews were able to save one of the two large barns housing the chickens. 300,000 hens were killed inside the barn the fire started in, but none of the employees were harmed. There there have been, from what I could find, there's been like only a handful of injuries from all these fires, mm. too. They kind of <clears throat> happen at, at pretty convenient times. The farm produced roughly 550,000 eggs per day before the fire cut production in half. Uh, the cause of the fire has not been determined. The next one in Bloomfield, Nebraska, another poultry farm caught fire in Nebraska on February 27th of 2020. Fire crews responded to reports of a fire at 5.15 p.m., concentrating on preventing the fire from spreading to additional buildings. One large barn housing 400,000 chickens was destroyed, killing all of the animals inside. The fire was successfully extinguished and work resumed the following day. The cause was, again, never officially determined. I mean, Most this of these is... Are, are, uh, considered accidents this is uh these are private companies so unless uh there was an actual food shortage happening and the defense production act or something like that was was enacted then the government doesn't technically i, I guess in the way of investigating arson or insurance fraud maybe but there wouldn't be an automatic investigation triggered by any of these things. It's not like if you broke into a federal building or something yeah. or, or fucked with our money system and the treasury would investigate you. Yeah, the, on, the only thing that kept popping into my head while I was doing the research for this is I feel like at least a handful of these, not, not a large portion, mm. but a few of them could be explained by insurance fraud. Because mm. uh, one of them, I don't remember which one it is, but when we get to it, I'll bring it up. It seemed like just the right way for a company to recoup a bunch of money mm. that they probably weren't going to make back. Maybe. So in Basildon, Essex, a 2 million cubic foot warehouse burned down on August 29th of 2020. The warehouse was owned by Kent Foods and supplied grain and sugar to the entire EU. 350 tons of molten syrup and treacle leaked from the facility as a result of the fire, forcing the Environment Agency to put measures in place to protect the local water supply. The firefighters put out the fire by the following morning, and no injuries were reported. Again, the cause was not officially determined. Then Kilkeel, North Ireland. A fire broke out on a pig farm in Northern Ireland on September 8th of 2020. The farrowing house at the Glen Marshall Pedigree Pig Farm was destroyed, killing all 2,000 sows and their piglets. I think it was like 400 sows, and then the rest were all piglets. <clears throat> the local fire department was called around 9 p.m., successfully extinguishing the blaze by the following morning. No employees were harmed in the fire, but the financial losses incurred were substantial. Investigators theorized that the fire was started by faulty electrical wiring, and the event was classified as an accident. That was one of the few that actually had... An investigation? Yeah. Yeah. 
And that brings us to the fires that have been happening just in, in 2022 alone. So the first one was Lecompte, Louisiana. On January 14th of 2022, a fire started at the Cargill Neutrina feed mill in Louisiana, later causing an explosion inside the facility. The fire started around 4.30 a.m. and burned for 12 hours before firefighters were able to get it under control. The 140-ton mill supplies feed for beef, dairy, poultry, aquaculture, and equine markets. No employees were injured in the fire, and the cause is still being investigated. Yeah, it's... uh pretty much all of these no employees have been injured like no human beings have died in any of these fires not that i was able to find no uh in 20 plus fires over the last two years and 18 of which i think were in the last year and a half not one human being has died and the Uh, fires generally seem to break out late at night or early in the morning Uh, The majority of the time. Yeah. Fayetteville, Illinois. On January 11th, a fire destroyed a 75,000 square foot food processing plant in Fayetteville, Illinois. The plant, called Deli Star, is a meat and poultry processor of deli meats and various sauces. The fire started around 10 p.m. and continued to burn through the following day due to a shortage of water, forcing firefighters to bring water from a nearby river. Again, no employees were injured. (laughs) Hmm. The fertilizer plants are the ones that are scary because it's been yeah, no I think two or three fertilizer plants that have caught on fire just since the beginning of the year. Yeah, and that's surprisingly, weird. none of them have exploded. There was a where was that big fertilizer plant that exploded here in Texas and like oh yeah, it was wiped near, out a handful of people. It was near Houston, wasn't it? Like north of Houston or some I, shit. I think so. A fertilizer plant in North Carolina went up in flames on February first, forcing thousands of people to evacuate their homes. 6,500 people from 2,500 local homes uh, fled their homes and local schools canceled classes. Fire crews attempted to fight the fire for over an hour before being forced to withdraw due to the risk of an explosion. Instead of risking the lives of the firemen, the building was allowed to burn as crews worked on evacuating people from the surrounding area. The facility contained 600 tons of highly combustible ammonium nitrate, which was one of the primary ingredients in the bomb used by Timothy McVeigh in Oklahoma City. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. Yeah, that one was in, uh, it was 2013, it was West Texas, which is like 45 minutes north of Waco, which uh, they know a thing or two about fire their own self. Usually usually it's fire that's sprayed out of a a Bradley fighting vehicle into a (laughs) building full of children. Yeah, poor Branch Davidians. I I didn't know this, but the Branch Davidians are still around. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What, what are they up still, to now? I have no idea. But you can go and you can you can kind of take a tour of the place and check it out. We were talking about it on Conman the other day. So next one was in Mauston, Wisconsin. A portion of a meat processing facility in Mauston, Wisconsin, burned down during an overnight fire on February second and third. The facility was in the process of building a new store and sausage processing facility at the time the fire broke out. The new portions of the facility were relatively undamaged, but the older part of the building was completely destroyed. No employees were present at the time of the fire, and no injuries were reported. The cause is still under investigation. This is one of them that I think could possibly be part of an insurance fraud scam, Mm. because the, the new part of the building 
was completely untouched. The old part that was being phased out was the portion that got destroyed. And I'm sure that they got a, a pretty decent insurance payout yeah. for that. That's got to be hard to prove. Uh, I would imagine so. Like, and <clears throat> also the FBI would have to want to prove it, which is no guarantee that's the case either. Well, and how are they going to have the time when they're too busy planning on kidnapping governors? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> somebody has to, somebody has to uh, incite all of these events. Yeah. Claypool, Indiana, a soybean processing and biodiesel plant in Indiana caught fire on February 16th of 2022. And this was just, you know, a couple weeks after the the last fire. The facility is owned by the Louis Dreyfus Company, which is owned by the family of Seinfeld actress Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. she's uh, She was rich before she ever got into Hollywood. Very People very don't know rich. that. I think her shares in the company are worth $3 billion, something like that. Yeah, she's she's a literal billionaire. Yeah. The fire occurred during a period of high demand for soy meal and biodiesel. And this is another one of the, the soy processing plants mm-hmm. that, that produces biodiesel. The suspension of production and deliveries from the plant, along with plants being shut down in Iowa and Minnesota, led to a seven-and-a-half-year high for soy meal futures. No employees were harmed, and the fire was extinguished by 9 p.m. the following day. I thought that that was interesting that this particular fire happened at a time that would drastically increase uh, the soy meal futures on the stock market. Yeah, and people that think that shit like this is conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. Like, De Beers has been hoarding diamonds for years to inflate prices in the diamond market. Like, they have vaults full of diamonds that they won't release because they don't want too many to be out there. Uh, there was also one point where literal shipping containers filled with diamonds were chucked into the ocean just to to make them even more scarce because diamonds aren't as scarce as people think they are. They're they're <clears throat> manufactured to be that way. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, every diamond ever mined would fit into an Olympic sized swimming pool, but think about if you took a block of diamond that size and just chipped off two to four carats at a time you would have millions and millions maybe billions of diamonds but that's not how many you see on the market so next one was in hermiston oregon uh which i've got family in hermiston why uh no idea why they would want to live there are they loggers or some shit uh most of my family was Mm. my dad was up there for as a logger for a while Really, uh, my mom and my dad both worked as log truck drivers, and mm. we got forced out of Oregon because of the spotted owl. Because of the, it got put on the endangered species list, and we had to move to. Oh, I thought Colorado. like they had some kind of beef with spotted owls, <laughs> and they ran them out. Like the town ain't big enough for the both of us, <laughs> fucking losers. The spotted owl outnumbered us. Yeah, and the spotted owl is also spotted. So, and you guys are white, so, <laughs> so technically it takes, it's a minority. Yeah, it takes priority. On February 21st, 2022, a food processing facility in Hermiston, Oregon exploded and caught fire. A boiler inside the facility exploded, leading to the fire, but the cause of the explosion has not been determined. Union Pacific Railroad was forced to halt traffic on a nearby (laughs) rail line due to the explosion, and the State Department of Transportation shut down a portion of Highway 207. The plant, one of the largest employers in the area, is the only West Coast location of Shearer's Food and supplies much of the western U.S., Seven employees were injured in the explosion in the ensuing fire, but no deaths were reported. So that one maybe is uh, legit. 
Yeah. Or they just don't care about their people. Or Yeah, they just don't give a shit about their people. Uh, the cause of the explosion is still under investigation, just like pretty much everything on here. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't think any, they're, they're never going to solve any of these, probably. Uh, well, I mean, if, uh, if the cause of these fires is what we think it is, they don't want an, yeah. an investigation to be successful. No, it would be a bad look. So another fertilizer plant, this time in Sunnyside, Washington, uh, went up in flames on March 1st of this year. The fire destroyed a warehouse owned by Nutrient Ag Solutions filled with 1.7, uh, 1.75 million pounds of mixed fertilizer components. Although the warehouse was completely destroyed, firefighters were able to prevent it from spreading to nearby structures. A nearby industrial facility and at least 18 families had to be evacuated due to fears of an explosion. The fire began in a 200-ton pile of sulfur, but investigators are still working on determining what caused the sulfur to burst into flames. The fertilizer plants burning down is interesting because that's a roundabout way of disrupting the <clears throat> the food supply. Yeah. Because we're already suffering from a fertilizer shortage because of our issues with China. A huge portion of our fertilizer comes from yeah. China. <clears throat> yeah, which is kind of weird. You would think uh, our cows shit enough. I would think so. I mean, what the fuck are they doing all that poo? <laughs> I've been shitting into a 55-gallon trash can for the last six months. Um, I fill one Is up. Is that your nest egg? That's your retirement plan? No, no, no. I'm selling it. but uh, So I'm not sitting on it necessarily, although maybe I should since there's so many fluctuations in the market. In college, they shut our water off <clears throat> for a few months, and so every morning I would shit into a paper bag because I would have to go so bad I couldn't make it to the coffee shop. Why didn't you just, why in the paper bag? It opened widely, and I had them in plenty. <laughs> like a paper grocery bag? Like a big one? Exactly. Not like a McDonald's bag, because yeah. then your aim is fucked up and you're screwed, right, at that point? I think as time went on, I got better, so I probably mm. could have stepped down, but started with the, with the grocery bag. <laughs> you yeah, but what? A, got some practice. You could uh, make the size of the target a little bit smaller. What if it's an apple milkshake? You need a plastic bag inside of the paper bag, probably. This occurred. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been saving my shit was the point of that. Just in case I have to plan something. Uh, it worked for Matt Damon. True. He grew True. potatoes. Just watched a really thorough breakdown of the accuracy of the, the science in The Martian. And surprisingly, yeah, he could have grown a whole lot of potatoes out of his own shit and he wouldn't have gotten sick from it because the Martian environment would have sterilized the the shit before he used it. <clears throat> Next one was in Plainfield, Indiana. On March 16th of 2022, a Walmart facility in Plainfield, Indiana caught fire. No injuries were, were reported, but the fulfillment center was damaged beyond repair and fo forced to close earlier this month. Of the nearly 3,000 employees, over 1,000 lost their jobs, which I'm sure Walmart was so broken up about because they care a lot about their employees. The ATF began an investigation into the cause of the fire a few days after the fire was extinguished, but the cause has yet to be determined. That one I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was insurance fraud also, uh, or disgruntled <coughs> employee setting the place on fire. Yeah, it's interesting that the ATF got involved in that one. That's one of the only ones that 
the ATF actually launched an investigation into, and I'm not sure why the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Would yeah, be why would it be them and not the FBI? A fire. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they if they're uh, it says it's a fulfillment center, what are they fulfilling? Is it just food stuff, or is it fertilizer as well? Because fertilizer does fall under the ATF. Oh, maybe it was fertilizer. As far as I know, it was just a, a fulfillment facility that had food and other normal products like I mean, food products. If you're if you're shopping for your food at Walmart, you should take a pause and wonder why the ATF is investigating their fulfillment center. Right? Like what's in that food exactly that's explosive other than the diarrhea you're gonna get. Yeah, I was gonna say I've gotten explosive diarrhea from from food from Walmart a few times. Jonesboro, Arkansas. A Nestle facility in Jonesboro, Arkansas caught fire on March 16th, forcing the plant to close for more than a week. The plant, which originally opened in 2002, had recently undergone a $100 million expansion, including the addition of 90,000 square feet and a new production line for Hot Pockets. Oh, shit. So this fire must have smelled pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was hot on the outside, but still frozen on the inside. Still frozen on the inside, those fucking things. The fire began inside a large piece of a production line cooler, making accessing the fire difficult for first responders. No employees were injured in the fire, and the cause is still under investigation. <clears throat> this is the one that I thought had the highest likelihood of being some some form of insurance fraud. Yeah, they're trying to recoup. I mean, if they... It's, it's a 20-year-old facility and recently had a $100 million upgrade done uh, during a time when p- most people were not doing upgrades, right? Yeah. Or maybe it came right before 2020. But yeah, a lot of a lot of places lost quite a bit of money then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the expansion was in uh it was post 2020. It was during during COVID that mm. they they made the 100 million dollar expansion and it's it's pretty convenient that they pump a shitload of money into this thing and then just within a year it burns down. I'm assuming that's going to drive up the amount of, of insurance that you're <clears> going to get paid out. Yeah, I mean, if they, <coughs> if you, uh, if it burns down before you're back in full production, uh, when you file your insurance claim, I, I assume you would be able to. Cl- so you're not just claiming the building itself, but also the retail value of what you're producing out of it and your insurance, right? So it's not just, it's not like a. Um, when you get homeowner's insurance, there's a rebuild portion of it. Um, that is, it's typically less than what you paid for the house because the land is part of the property mm-hmm. as well. So it's basically how much would it cost to rebuild this building? That's that's the part of the insurance that you buy. Um, but for a business, it's not just about the building. It's about the money that the building is generating. You know what I mean? So the insurance is going to cover like projected profits. It would have to, also? yeah. I mean, how how else would you do that? That's uh, that's really interesting. I think that that even more um, that's even more evidence uh, leaning towards possible insurance fraud. And also, Nestle is like one of the one of the shittiest, most corrupt businesses on the planet. They, yeah, they've basically been stealing people's drinking water since the 1960s. Yeah, like, no not shit. only that, they uh, they used to utilize child labor, child slave labor to produce their chocolate, but pretty much Luck, every chocolate man. Man- manufacturer out there does. I watched Willy Wonka like everybody else. <laughs> I I don't want fucking adults making my candy. You want you want what, midgets doing it? Midgets. Green ones with orange hair. 
and I want the children as part of the testing process. Yeah, like if uh, <clears throat> you're trying to see if a chocolate river is toxic, throw some fat kid into it and see what happens. Once every 18 <laughs> years, you have to drop a human body in the river to keep the pH level. Yeah, I, I think they should do that. I honestly, you know, there's something about like an ortolan or foie gras or something like that. You do something evil and it tastes good. Oh, like a uh, veal? Yeah, veal's a good one. An ortolan is a bird that you basically drown in liqueur. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Wait, like, do you even pluck the feathers first? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you pluck here's the feathers. A pi- here's, <laughs> here's a picture of the dish. So the feathers are gone, but the whole body's intact. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then you eat it, and it's supposed to give you some kind of, like, fucking psychedelic experience. Here, here's a better picture. Oh, yeah, no but thank But the, the preparation is, um, it's, it's supposed to be, it's considered the most decadent meal in the world. Um, hold on. Ortolan prepper. I got to look this up because it's super fucked up. It's, well, there's not going to be a video because it's illegal, but... <clears throat> Yeah, you drown them in cognac, then you remove the feet and feathers, roast in a ramekin for eight minutes, um, and then cover your head with a shroud, and you eat it under the shroud because it's so... So God can't see what you're doing? Yeah, basically. What the fuck? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. That doesn't sound appetizing at all. I don't understand how drowning it in in cognac is going to add anything to the flavor. Can't you just... You know, marinate it. For I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's um, uh, so you know, foie gras is made by overfeeding goose until the liver gets all fatty. Yeah. So basically, like what the food industry has been doing to Americans since <laughs> the 1950s, right? Since uh, uh, what is it called? Corn syrup. Like corn syrup before oh, the yeah. 1950s. Corn syrup. Before the 1950s, corn syrup was used to round out cow diets to make to give them more fat. That's what it was for. They so. realize they can just cut out the middleman and give it straight <clears throat> to the people. Right. Well, I mean, if you eat animal fat, it doesn't turn to fat in your body. That's not how that works. Sugar turns to fat in your body. Really? Yeah. Fat does not. Fat is a carrier. Lipids are a carrier for nutrients that go into your body. That's why <clears throat> CBD... Uh, and shit like that is has a as a MCT carrier like coconut oil basically mm-hmm. is a carrier of some sort, and it's also why if you take if you take capsules of vitamins and shit like that that don't have some kind of lipid attached to it that'll make your body digest it properly, then you're basically just fucking drinking water like it's not doing shit. Yeah, there were some supplements that I used to take back in the day that I had to take along with either fish oil or peanut butter or something like that as part of the delivery mechanism. Let's see. So the next fire was in Belfast, Maine. On March 24th, the Penobscot McCrum potato processing plant in Belfast, Maine caught fire. The fire burned for more than a day due to difficulties caused by the metal siding and roofing on the building. A local school was forced to close due to the smoke, and police temporarily closed the nearby Route 1 bridge. About eight employees were present at the time of the fire, but no injuries or deaths were reported. Investigators believe the fire was started by one of the facility's large fryolator machines. That's one of the <laughs> one of the few that had 
even a, a rough <clears throat> idea of how or why the fire broke out. Still considered an accident, though. Well, is uh, all times. So they have like, I mean, that would be a pretty cool place to work if you're in a potato processing plant and they have a fry leader there. You know what I mean? I guess it's like to test batches of potatoes to make sure that they're good, but you're just sitting around eating fucking fries all day. Oh, yeah. With Chick-fil-A sauce. Well, probably. doesn't it run through the fry later before it gets frozen? Like the frozen fries? Uh, uh, maybe. I'm, I I'm sure it does. They at least like partially cook them or something I would like imagine they, they, would, f- they would air fry or bake freezing. them, not... They wouldn't oil fry them and then... Uh, uh, and then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, flash freeze, yes. I don't think, because that would be gross. Like, you would see the fat on the outside of the potato instead of just seeing a potato. They could have been producing potato chips. Maybe, yeah. Or something like that. But that would be a pretty dope place to work. And, well, you say that, but then 24 hours of your life, you smell fucking French fry and potato chip oil. I used to work at a Quiznos for my first job, and I just smelled like sandwiches everywhere I went. I did got to the point where I didn't even notice it anymore, but every, all of my clothes just constantly smelled like like sandwiches. Did you notice that uh, fat girls became more attracted to you? Oh yeah, yeah, that was the perk of the job: yeah. free sandwiches and fat girls. Well, I don't know about it, perk, but yeah, it's <laughs> kind of just happened that way. Blessing and a curse. <clears throat> Uh, next fire was the Maricopa Food Pantry caught fire on March 29th of 2020, destroying 50,000 pounds of food. The fire broke out only 15 minutes after the food bank had closed for the day. Refrigerated trailers with 100-gallon diesel tanks caught fire during the blaze and nearly set fire to a nearby church. The food bank supplied food to this church that was pretty much right next door, and they would, they would hand that out to needy people. Firefighters were able to extinguish the fire by the following day. No injuries were reported, and the cause of the fire is still under investigation. Probably crack pipe on that one. Uh, and considering it was in Maricopa, Arizona, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that, that that's like Bend. Meth is the number one export. Yeah, it's like Bend, Oregon, or something like that. <laughs> that's where I was born. That's mostly fucking meth heads. Yep, I, I can vouch for that. <clears throat> Uh, San Juan, Texas. On March 31st, 2022, a fire significantly damaged a large portion of the largest fresh onion facility in South Texas. The company that owns the facility, Rio Fresh, released a statement announcing that all of their employees were able to safe, safely evacuate and nobody was injured. Again, the cause of the fire is unknown. If you Let me ask you this, Giorgio. Because uh, <clears throat> some of these are like... <laughs> Slaughterhouses, some of them are chicken coops, some of them are processing facilities, some are uh, fertilizer facilities. If we found out today, it's one eighteen p.m. right now, if we found out today that a weed processing plant was on fire and it's within like a three-hour drive, would you drive to that area and just hang out? Maybe get a box fan and put it in the window of your car, but turn it in towards you so it's sucking everything into the car. <laughs> I would hope news crews would be there, like a Guinness Records book or something yeah. as well. Like, I'd show up, pay homage, like a, like a Mecca-type journey. To see how high you're getting. <laughs> I don't think I would get that high, unfortunately. Why? Uh, you would have to, considering the amount you smoke, you would have to stand, like, in the flames. And the dissipation not- of it so quickly. Yeah. And, ah, it's, it's, and it's not just weed burning. That's, like, weed and building. I mean, the building probably adds to it. Probably what, are you worried about your gym. fucking health? Yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I would go. I would go for sure. And uh, 
I think we should go try to do a show. Maybe we should do that. We should do a show sometime where um, <clears throat> we get one of those uh, those bongs that's hooked up to like a fucking leaf blower or something mm-hmm. and blow smoke into our room. And we just do a show until we can't handle it anymore. Until the cameras can no longer see <laughs> through the smoke. Yeah. yeah. But it's got to be burning really hot so it's not gray smoke it's just like mostly vapor you know what i'm talking about like burning yeah, so it's like nasty. a really clean burn so you can still see it's not fucking with your eyes but you're getting like it's becoming a problem so they did it with a dab tent as they took a giant piece of just metal and they tempered it with flame and then they just dumped a bunch of resin on top of it uh, you could also use one of those volcano vaporizers that fill up the big plastic bag just don't that's put right. the plastic oh yeah bag that's true uh, what's his, what's his name um doug benson uses one of those a lot those I've are, always wanted to try one, but those things are fucking expensive. They're like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, seven eight hundred bucks. And oh. don't they they burn like a few grams at a time? Yeah, or they vaporize a, a few grams. It's at tiny. A time. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's not much. Oh, uh, I think well, I'd be okay with that. Go who? ahead, and charge one of those. Uh, those. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I own this company. You can we can do whatever we want to do. Fuck him. Uh, next fire was in Conway, New Hampshire. That's Conway Twitty, New Hampshire. Conway Twitty, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, named after the famous country <laughs> singer. East Conway Beef and Pork in New Hampshire caught fire on Monday, April 11th. The butcher shop and slaughterhouse is a family-owned small business that slaughters and smokes the meat of cows, pigs, lambs, goats, bison, and chicken. I wonder if they have all of these at the facility and they, they slaughter them themselves because they would need a, a shitload of room to keep, like, bison and cows yeah the building caught fire around 6 p.m and burned for 16 hours before fire crews were able to put it out i think uh if you've ever seen uh bison or cow if you haven't ever seen bison or cow slaughtered you can watch that episode of south park integrity farms where towelie and 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 uh, uh randy marsh get really high and walk around and shoot all the cows in the face that's how that's how it works. It's like, hey, we need eighty cows. And like, all right, cool. And some dude, you see a dude doing a montage where he's loading up on gear and shit. He's like loading, loading all of his weapons, putting fucking shotgun rounds in his shirt, and he just walks out into the field. It's like the gear up scene from Commando. Yeah, and it's just like a sea of cows, and they have no idea what's happening. It's like, I'm gonna fucking murder some cows today, brother. I could just see a really dramatic shot of him throwing open the sliding door of the warehouse yeah. and just standing there backlit and he's got like a M60 slung on his back or if you like a, a true farm to table restaurant and you order a steak and you hear a gunshot in the back of the building <laughs> that'd be really funny to me if that happened that would be really funny to me <laughs> no better yet you walk in and the hostess just hands you a pistol and like okay yeah. go pick your cow yeah that actually would be a good restaurant. That was my idea. business idea. Is just yeah, you get to go just kill a cow. <laughs> well, not necessarily shoot a cow in the face, but you know maybe to teach your kids that meat doesn't like get surgically removed from the animal; it dies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's an important lesson to learn pretty young. I want to shoot a cow in the face. <laughs> yeah, we all want to shoot cows in the face, that's dude. You but you can't for. just do that. Why not? You have to figure out a way to do it where it makes sense, and I don't think. Shooting a cow in the face, that's not going to fly. Maybe if you uh, garroted one, like get some piano wire and walk up behind it. <laughs> Wait, that would be more acceptable if you, yeah, at you least, strangle it today? At least it's you versus the cow strength-wise at I that don't point. know if you always win that. No, you don't. <laughs> that's true. No, you, it's, you just got to stay on for eight seconds, I think. <laughs> it's a combination of a rodeo and a steakhouse. Yeah. 
Someone's named Fu Manchu. Uh, So the building caught fire around 6 p.m. and burned for 16 hours before fire crews were able to put it out. More than 12 departments and agencies had to work together to put out the flames, which burned through the night and into the following morning. No humans were injured in the fire, but two cows were killed, and many more were purposely set loose so they could escape. The cause of the fire is still being investigated. <clears throat> the cows and, probably did it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a good good way to get set free. Yeah. Uh, these last two, I think, are, are some of the more interesting ones. Uh, this one was in Salinas, California. Taylor Farms, a food processing facility in Salinas, California, caught fire on February 14th, 2022. According to the company, between 85 and 95% of the building was completely destroyed. Some separate buildings were left undamaged, but the facility, uh, facility's main processing plant was almost entirely burned. In addition to the danger presented by the fire, first responders were on high alert for potential danger from exposure to ammonia, roughly 35,000 pounds of which were stored on site. That's your, uh, that's your fucking pink slime stuff, right? Remember that? Oh yeah, the well, pink slime that's added into beef and shit like that, and all these other things. It's it, there's ammonia in it to kill bacteria in the beef. It, it, I think they started. It's well, even more disgusting than I thought it was. Yeah, I'd have to look into this. I mean, it's a small amount, but still, uh, I, I'd have to look into this. But I think it may have come from come after the '95 Mad Cow scare. The Alberta beef thing. Mm-hmm. We totally fucked them over. It turned out it was a cow from Iowa and not, which doesn't even exist either. Uh, we, we fucked up the Huxfield Al- Cruckfields doesn't exist. <clears throat> Iowa doesn't exist. Oh, um, we, That's we news to me. <laughs> yeah. Slipknot says it does. Well, they don't know shit. Um, Joey Jordanson's dead. Uh, <laughs> no, they, yeah, they, they uh, guitarists also, we completely fucked over. Alberta beef and it wasn't even their fault. Like we banned out, we banned beef from Alberta in America for like three years, I think. And it turns out it was a cow in Iowa that spread all the mad cow. So that was just part of the ongoing cold war between the U S and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a false flag attack. Yeah. Fuck Canada. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's a, that's that ammonia thing is weird. 35,000 pounds of it stored. there. Yeah. Yeah. That seems Strange. I mean, I'm sure they were using it probably for that pink slime stuff like you were talking about, uh, which, by the way, there's a, a picture that circulated online for a long time of the alleged pink slime that they mm. were producing. It was actually a screenshot from Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. It was like a Teletubbies custard maker or something. It turns out that it's not just used in pink slime, though. Uh, it's used. It's used. Yeah, it's used in quite a few foods. You can look that up on, there's a Reuters article from like 2012 about that shit. I mean, that shit's toxic, isn't it? How, I don't understand how that can be put in food without causing issues. No. Uh, it, it helps, and they mix it with water, ammonium hydroxide and water, and they spray it on beef and all sorts of other stuff to remove things like salmonella and E. coli. So... It's possible they use it on fucking fruits and vegetables as well because there's quite a bit of E. coli, like on lettuce, for example. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that what those misters at the grocery store are doing? Yeah. I just thought that was water. <laughs> They're spraying ammonia. I don't know. I there. drink out of them. <laughs> I mean, same. Like, if I'm in the produce section and I'm thirsty, I'm going to fucking drink out of that thing. Yeah, it's like one of those water bottles that you give to a gerbil. Yeah. A hamster, you just yep. walk up and sit there and lick it. Yeah. Well, the gerbil and the 
in the bottle. <laughs> uh, do we uh, do we have a, a ghost bed ad or anything that we need to throw in here? Uh, well, I'll do those later. Okay. There's also a sign that says ghost bed behind his head that's viewable. So don't worry about that. Now I'll do them. I'll do the ads later. Let's finish this up. Uh, police evacuated the area around the processing facility due to the risk of explosion posed by the ammonia. The fire burned for 17 hours before fire crews were able to put it out. None of the more than 1,000 employees at the facility were injured, but many are expected to lose their job as a result. The cause of the fire has yet to be determined. Uh, this last one here in Laoti, Kansas, has a familiar name from earlier on the list uh, because it was another fertilizer plant that was owned by Nutrient Ag Solutions. A fire at a fertilizer company on April 19th in Kansas led to evacuations due to the hazardous materials stored at the facility. The Ford County Regional Hazardous Materials Team had to be dispatched to fight the fire and attempt to prevent an explosion. Like the fertilizer plant in Sunnyside, Washington, this plant was also owned by Nutrient Ag Solutions. The fire began around 3.30 p.m. and burned until the following day. No injuries or deaths were reported, and the cause of the fire is, of course, still under investigation. Jesus Christ. It's surprising to me that these, these plants that have either ammonium nitrate as part of the, the process or if they're actually producing fertilizer themselves, none of those exploded. There's been a lot of accounts of fertilizer plants that caught fire in the past mm -hmm. exploding, but none of the ones that caught fire since the beginning of the year uh, have have exploded. There's other ones, too, that didn't make the list. Like, there was one uh, Sunday night in uh, Saladino next to Fresno. Um, no one hurt. Same, it's the same story every single time. Um, <clears throat> I, usually... I am pretty wary of any kind of weird conspiracy theory um, because it's so easy to get duped by that shit. Like it's the formula is you take a little bit of truth and then apply your own filter to it. And people these days don't have the ability to say, oh, that's an interesting idea. They're like, oh, that must be right. Like, yeah. All right, calm the fuck down, bro. Um, <clears throat> the fires are real, though. And... You know, it might be the case that our infrastructure is bad because that's definitely the case with our roads and buildings and bridges especially, right? Yeah, like, the bridges, I think. Like 65% of the bridges in the United States are in some state of disrepair. Yeah, which is terrible. Seems like a lot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's probably, that's the most likely answer. Um, but... And and then you have to assume there's a couple of instances of insurance fraud in there as well. Because mm. that's, you know, people get up to no good when things go bad. Everybody, I mean, how many, <coughs> I, I believe it was a couple of hundred million dollars um, in stimulus money just evaporated. Like $600 million, I think, it, not, is, is unaccounted for or something like that. Yeah, if not more. And there's already been a lot of cases of fraud that are yeah. really being investigated or uh, are already going to court. Yeah, Giorgio is guilty of all <laughs> sorts of fraud. Uh, and then, like, stuff like that happens a lot. In California, so, what was it, like $2 billion in, in unemployment insurance went to people that were in federal prison and shit? Holy shit. Um, which, technically, they are unemployed. <laughs> 
So well, depending on the prison, because some of those prisons they're they're making the hard labor. Prison, yeah. yeah, I think they got small business loans as well. The EIDL. Yeah, loans. they did quite a few small business loans as well. Which I mean, Wait, you can prison? run a small. There's no there's no law that says you can't run a small business out of jail. And I'm not talking about selling cigarettes to dudes. I'm talking about like running a a, a website or something like that that sells stuff. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, you just got to call in, manage your employees. Yeah. You know, you budget for those extremely expensive calls. Yeah, and I technically, you- if you paid into unemployment insurance and had to go to jail. I feel like you should get unemployment for a couple of weeks. Right? Yeah, well, and not At least only to stock that, up it, your canteen a little bit before you get into your hard time. It costs money to pay people to keister stuff and smuggle it in. And also to keep people out of your keister. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole is what I'm saying. To not Prison get hole. raped. Not getting raped should be a priority for everybody. Uh, that sounded like the beginning of an advertisement. <laughs> like Trunk Monkey or something. Remember Trunk Monkey? Trunk Monkey? Yeah, it was a series of uh, viral videos back in like the mid, the, I think it was the early 2010s. Um, and it was a security system for your car. But instead of having an alarm that went off, it was a fucking wild ass monkey that assaulted the person that was trying to steal your shit. <laughs> Have you seen the anti-carjacking shit that they had in South Africa for a little while where it was a literal (laughs) flamethrower that would just shoot flames out of either side of your car? That seems like a bit much. But there's something called Resvani Motors. I don't know if you've heard of it. Resvani Motors. Look it up. It's, uh, they make this, they make a lot of cool shit. One of their primary vehicles is the Resvani tank. And it's a big-ass truck. Uh, that has like bulletproof glass. It has armor on all of it. It has blast deflectors on the bottom. Um, it has giant run flat tires, a thousand fucking horsepower. Um, it has uh, clean drinking water in it. It has all sorts of cool gadgets. It has electrified door handles if somebody's trying to break in. Um, and weapon storage and stuff like that. And Holy it's, uh, I think they're about $270,000. I'm going to, as soon How as Jared not bought one of these, I don't know. I got to, right? sh- I don't think he knows it exists, but I'm going to, the first thing I do when I start cashing out any of my stock is buy one of those. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. It's the coolest thing of all time. Like everybody thought they were fake for a long time, but now they're actually going to people and they're dope as fuck. This is like things from Batman. Literally. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's it's legit. What's Saudi oil prince like commissioned to have this designed? Well, I think the dude Resvani, the guy's name that owns it, I think he was an investor before uh, and made a lot of money doing that and just decided to to make some cool shit. <clears throat> you must need some sort of license to own something like that, right? Why? Uh, I, you don't I need a. You you can go buy an up armored um, uh, uh, Lincoln town car. For like eighty five thousand, probably. Well, it used to be eighty five. For the full up armor kit, it's probably like one hundred fifty now. But mm-hmm. you don't you don't need a lot. What they do is they remove the inside door panels and put. Uh, it's usually a combination of shit, but you'll see like, uh, <clears throat> carbon fiber panels with Kevlar wrapped around them, or something like that, mm-hmm. and then just regular like bulletproof glass is just glass like little thin pieces of glass that are all glued together like yeah, twenty eight laminated yeah. to, together. Yeah, <clears throat> but this thing like this this is different. 
Oh, you know what holy I mean? shit. I'd drive one of those. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's cool as shit. Yeah. It looks good. Uh, all the features. I'm going to read some of this. This is not an ad, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but if they want to be a sponsor. Yeah, if they want to give me one, and I'll drive it and talk about it every day for the rest of my life. Um, Everyone should avoid being raped, and that's why there's the Resvani tank. Yeah. Uh, it's got a 6.2 liter supercharged V8 from the Dodge Demon. That's the It's the SRT motor. I'm sorry, the 6.4 liter, excuse me. The 6.4 liter V8 uh, uh, SRT motor is a standard, and it's 500 horsepower, or the 6.2 liter supercharged Dodge Demon motor, which is 1,000 horsepower. Horsepower, rather. Um, <clears throat> everything about this thing is cool. It's got high-intensity fucking LED lighting uh, all over it. It's got thermal and night vision systems inside, so you can make your windows... Um, and also has standard night vision. Um, it looks, it looks like a more reasonable version of the, uh, the vehicle that Batman drove in Batman begins like the, the, what's it called? Crawler, Crawler? route rambler, some stupid shit. I think the rambler was the bike, the motorcycle Mm. that had the rotating tires on it. It shot out the back of the crawler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to find out what it was called. Nope, nope, nope. Batman car and Batman begins. There we go. Um, the Tumbler. <clears throat> Tumbler, that's it, yeah. Yeah. That thing was dope. This thing, if you look up Resvani Motors, though, it looks a lot like that, just like elevated more with ground clearance, probably less weapons. I don't think it has rocket launchers and shit. No miniguns, nothing no. like that. Although, you know, I'll fix that. <laughs> you can, Richard Ryan put a fucking minigun inside of a Tesla. I'm pretty sure I can get one on this thing, for Christ's sake. Anyways. Um, Is that, uh, are they basing that off of a pre-existing vehicle because it looks like i don't know it's either uh like some sort of highly modified jeep or Mm. there's a another car that's got a a really similar body design that i i can't think of the name of off the top of my head yeah i don't know i don't know but whatever it is it's dope and if you're out there resvani and you're listening to this send me one and uh you know i'll uh i'll drive it (laughs) i guess uh, until it becomes illegal to do so, which I assume will happen at some point. Um, <clears throat> stay out of uh, trouble. Don't get raped. Uh, don't set any food, supply stores on fire, and we'll see you in hell.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.